back. It's Bree. And D. Welcome to the Chocolate Bar. Our lives, our strength, our time. We are on episode number, apparently, Lucky 13. Yay! Woo! For a variety of reasons. So, uh, we are rocking and rolling, and I think every time things get a little better. Hopefully, you won't hear that funky echo you've been hearing. <laughs> I've upgraded my equipment a little bit. My office is clean. I'm actually sitting upright at my desk at my mac so we are we are, we are doing big things dia i'm really impressed with us this week we're trying to be adults this week yes we are we are adulting this week so yeah life is good um of course we got to talk about our weekend and our lives like we i think both had some interesting weekends this this weekend so i'm gonna let you i'm gonna let you uh <laughs> Start counting off since I live vicariously through you. So you tell us about your weekend, Missy Ma'am. As I'm pretty sure everyone knows because between Instagram and Facebook and now thanks to not only my Instagram, but it made its way onto powerlifting women. (laughs) I love it. Today, um, I got to twirl around like a princess or a ball gown on Friday. Um, Went to the military ball. I think I mentioned that uh, I was going to a military ball. I think I mentioned that on our last episode. So um, I went down to Fort Benning and met up with a friend and I was his guest at his, he's in the army, uh, Fort Benning is an army base. uh, And I was his uh, date for the military ball. Um, Mm -hmm. Had a good time. (laughs) That was Mm -hmm. fun. He won Mm -hmm. an award. It was very nice. Got to meet some nice new friends. Um, I really want to bring some of those women I met to the dark side. Bring some new new power lifters. Nice. Um, One friend of his, I really am going to, if I I find a way, I am going to bring her to the dark side because she is moving. um, She and her husband, I think her husband is retiring. And they are moving um, up here toward closer to the city, closer to Atlanta. Nice. And it would be nice to have a little friend to kind of hang out with and do lifter things with right another black girl because i t- yeah. definitely have friends who i lift with but it'd be fun to have like another black girl that's kind of new to the game yeah um, to lift did me. you tell her about the podcast i told her a little something but we were let's not even pretend like we were sober um right right i, I wasn't gonna girl, say nothing <laughs> i owe that girl a sober text message um <laughs> oh dear <laughs> because we had our entire conver- all of our interactions were drunk i i think oh. i drank I think I drank more this weekend than I probably have in a year. Okay, okay. I'll allow it. I I would say, yeah, Friday, Saturday, Mm -hmm. between Friday and Saturday, I probably had more to drink than I've had in a year. It's... It, 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 it's the nature of the beast it's okay <laughs> it's the nature of the beast um so yeah we did that and i got some i, I had a nice little drive I, I rented a car so i got to drive like something fun and roomy and speedy because you know me i keep a i keep an older car 2000 right. with like 80 89, miles on it. it's got no vroom vroom left anymore it just mm-hmm. moves and it just, does what it needs to do right so i got to drive something fun this weekend and hang out with some good people and yay so we shall see um I'm so, loving yeah. all of that. And y'all, if you We're, have not had an opportunity, you need to find a picture of her in this dress because she, when I tell you she looks sickening, it was sickening. Like I, and I'm usually not like a huge sort of ball princessy, at least not for myself because I'm too old for all that. Like she looked amazing. So y'all got to go uh, do a little searching and find those pictures because she looks yes. fantastic. It is totally not something I would have ever in the history of the world picked for myself right right um 
as a matter of fact i it's funny i usually don't post the dress that i'm going to buy mm -hmm. in my instagram stories and because i really didn't think i was gonna buy it yeah you were like oh here <laughs> i threw it up there and it was kind of a joke when i threw it up there Mm -hmm. And actually, so I have to give a shout out to Mary Brock, my stylist at Nordstrom Perimeter Mall in Atlanta. So if anybody, I am totally doing a commercial for her right now because she's amazing. She picked okay, that dress. Okay. Um, it was hanging in the fitting room when I got there. And I was like, and I think I had said to you, Brie, I'm pretty yep. sure I said to you, I kind of want one of those dopey dresses with like the big flowy flowery bottoms. Right. And I said it kind of like half joking. And mm -hmm. I think you kind of laughed at me because I was laughing at me. Right. And then I walk into the fitting room and it was sitting there and I was like, oh God, oh no, it's really here. <laughs> and I put, on, I put on several other dresses and it came down to two of them. Both of them happened to be blue because my date, obviously, dress blues, you know, appropriate mm -hmm. outfit for mm -hmm. the military mm -hmm. ball. Mm -hmm. And um, I actually, and this is very um, not like me. I actually sent him the pictures and told him to pick one. Mm. Okay. That's not my usual mo. I'm right, not right. usually one to be like, "Hey, date man." Right, right. <laughs> Tell me what to wear. But uh, he actually, between Mary and my date, they they did all the work. I just had to put it on. <laughs> right, 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 right. Because right. he cho he chose that, and you know, um, I put it on, and I I actually was unsure about it until I got it. <sighs> I tried it on. The military ball was Friday. I. Thursday afternoon or Wednesday afternoon. Mm -hmm. Now, mind y'all, let me let me interject and say that she did all of this in less than a week. So we, yeah. she's badass. I mean, the shoes, the dress, everything. <laughs> so I was yeah. majorly impressed. Yeah, I tried on everything Thursday or Wednesday. I can't remember which one. And I looked in the mirror at the dress that I was going to wear, and I was kind of like, hmm, hmm. Mm -hmm, I wasn't mm -hmm. getting that. You know, I, right. I feel great and I feel amazing. Say yes to the dress. Yeah, and then I put on the other one and I was like, oh my god, I look so pretty. I'm a princess. Oh my god, I'm a princess. So, yeah. And then we got the sparkly shoes that Brie totally, totally helped talk me into because I was just like, I am not buying these expensive ass shoes. Right. Right. And then I totally did buy those expensive ass shoes. So yeah, it's been um Well, if you didn't have Lilla pushing feet, I would be like, you could just slide them joints in the United States Postal Service to me and I will wear them all day, every day. Thank you very much. <laughs> but I have the feet of a tiny little Yes. Tiny tiny person. And I but, um, have the feet of a Sasquatch to be so sure, but that's a whole other story. So yeah, I've been up to that and um I have some friends in Houston, so I've been spending a lot of time with uh, current events being what they are in Texas. Yes, and prayers out to everyone out there. We are just, um, oh, I'm just keeping you guys in my heart and prayers. And it's just heartbreaking when this kind of stuff happens, man. And it's so funny because, well, it's not funny. It's ironic. I have so many friends there, and I just, it, it didn't click how many real life friends i had there but also flipping through instagram yeah. the number of lifters i know who are in texas who are in the area so um thankfully everybody i think that i know through this podcast or through black people lifting stuff or mm -hmm. other people mm -hmm. lifting stuff i think everybody's okay um yeah. so i'm glad everybody's okay but it was it was really crazy because i didn't realize how many people i knew in right. that area until I really started seeing people checking in on Facebook saying they were safe and people posting pictures and mm -hmm. um, I have a couple friends who actually did 
leave, who evacuated, who I'm pretty sure might be now permanent residents of Atlanta because mm. they lost most of their things. And, but I'm glad they evacuated. I'm glad yeah. they just left. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's been kind of disturbing to watch. And Yeah. It's, yeah. And yeah. that's, I mean, in addition to all the rest of the fuckery that's usually happening <laughs> in the news nowadays. So, right. yeah, it's a lot. So, yeah, that's, I think those are, that's been like the two big things going on. I don't know that there's anything else to report or at least nothing yet. I can report. I was going to say, at least not anything I can report yet. Yet. Ooh, I love it. I love it. I love that you know. I know. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, we're those horrible people who are like, those girls in high school are like, I know something. You, you know, know. those little obnoxious kids. I know. I know we got a secret. <laughs> I know. We're such it's jerks. So obnoxious. But we're such jerks. But in good time. In good time. Yes. There will be more news to come. Yes. Um, Yes, I promise I'm not pregnant. People listening, because it sounds like we're talking about that, and I damn sure I'm not. So, so yeah, it's you not could that. <laughs> no, all good stuff. Not that pregnancy is not a good thing, but you know, you know what I mean. Anyway, let's move on. Yeah, um, yeah. so, <laughs> so yeah, you know, hey man, um, life is good. I can't complain. So this weekend, um, I ended up going on Saturday to this uh, vegan soul fest out in Baltimore. And um, it was just random. Like my husband had texted me and was like, "Hey, do you want to go to this tomorrow?" And I was like, "Okay, sure." So um, we did our normal Saturday thing, like in the morning. I took my son to kung fu class, all that, and then we decided to go. And it was like this big outdoor festival. And of course, because your girl's trifling, I had to eat. You know, I was like, "Well, can I let me get some chicken real quick before we go?" Because <laughs> you listen, got chicken before the vegan fest. I most certainly did in all my black ass glory because I, I just can't. needed to make sure that I was not going to be hungry. Um, so my husband was like a real. So anyway, so we went to the thing and it was outdoor and it was just so cute. Like they um, had it set up at um, a community college in Baltimore City. And they were like, a, I was really surprised because it was actually a lot larger than I thought it would be. Um, apparently this was its fourth year in existence. And I don't even know how he randomly found out about it, but um it was, there were like a lot of vendors out there. I mean, and they had some really good food. I mean, they had some really good um, like vegan desserts and some cold pressed juices and just all kinds of fun stuff. And then they had like, and you know, I love me some t-shirts. So they had some really cute t-shirts out there. And I found there were these two vendors that I love. One of them, giving her a shout out, is called Fly Nerd. You guys, if you have not um, had an opportunity to check out her stuff, it is fabulous. And it's all about how being smart is cool. Um, and you know being yourself and being weird is okay and they have these gorgeous gorgeous t-shirts these different graphics with these beautiful sisters on the front with glasses and like armloads of books and just it's just really my vibe so um supported her and bought a t-shirt and I think it's yeah, I think it's flyflynerd.com or something like that. And she's on Instagram too. Um, so I bought a t-shirt for from her and I bought a little button for my son that said being smart is cool. Um, and then there was another vendor and I can't remember the name of the um, company now, but when I find it, I'll put it in the notes or whatever. But they had some super cute shirts. They had one that said like kale, yeah. Um, like a couple of vegan shirts which I didn't buy because I don't want to fake the funk um, and then they had this other shirt that I did get that's so cute and it says naturally lit so you know I had to get that um, so yeah they had all kinds of cute stuff I bought a couple of bangles and I just love festivals like, like like that's my joint in the summertime I love going to those types of events and supporting our folks and you know I'm listen I'm not a vegan before you ask no I did not watch the quote 
uh, documentary on Netflix, end quote, um, because <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> I'm going to eat meat. Um, I'm not against anybody else being vegan. I think you should do what makes you happy and what works for you. Um, so, you know, I'm not I'm not about that life. But I just really enjoyed seeing so many brown people out there really focused on, you know, being more healthy or making better choices or, you know, doing all that kinds of stuff. So that kind of stuff always excites me. So that was a lot of fun. So we did that Saturday um, and just came back and chilled. And then, you know, Sunday was the huge um, Special Olympics um, powerlifting practice, which is getting to be really fun. We're doing our first um, qualifying meet on Sunday, September 10th, which is my birthday. So we'll be doing that. And um, it's just a lot of fun working with them. So I always enjoy that. Um, Work is still hella crazy. uh, we had someone in my office that left, so that means that I'm now sort of doing the job of two people, or maybe six. Um, and oh, so, dear. but you know, it's <laughs> I know it's interesting because I've I've like there would have been a point in time when something like this would have just left me like I would have been shooketh, you know, like okay, someone's leaving with not a lot of notice, and it's during the most busy time of the year, and I was like ah, and you know, I just got to the point where I said, you know what, stuff will get done when it gets done um i can only do what i can do and i'm just going to you know sort of methodically plod my way through it and i'm not going to give myself like you know a stroke trying to do all the things i can only do what i can and it's been okay like you know obviously you know i I would like to you know get another person in sooner rather than later but like i had a, a busy night last night because of a work event and I literally came home and face planted in the middle of the bed at like nine o'clock but I got up today I you know picked a couple of key things off of my to-do list that I wanted to get done got them done got my ass up out of there on on time and you know I just decided I was just going to come home and chill whatever's left is going to be there tomorrow so you know I'm just it's just interesting like how different my attitude has gotten about life since I've gotten um you know older and uh which in a lot of that I think will play into tonight's episode but I said all that to say all is well training's fine I I think I'm sort of kind of at that turning point um where I'm gonna let my coach know okay I'm ready to dig deep into this powerlifting thing for real for real now so um I have a deload week I think coming up next week and then um we're kind of slowly starting to shift things a little bit for the week after that so we'll see what happens but again i'm not putting any pressure on myself you know about i'm doing this because i need to do a meet him i'm just gonna you know kind of see what happens um, i'm still relatively pain-free so i'm just trying to be super vigilant about that and mobility and you know just getting enough to eat and getting sleep and cutting back on the wine a little bit and, you know <laughs> uh everything's cool kid is good about to go back to school you know dogs in here looking at me trying to still get up in my sweet potato fries if y'all were on my insta story earlier he was all up in my mix so anyway hey man i cannot complain i cannot complain so um that being said um yeah i was it was i was telling um d this morning i was driving to work and a couple of things led me to think about um, the topic for tonight's episode. Um, one of them was kind of an Insta story that she had did recently about some stuff. And then um, shout out to I am Chrissy King. Hey, girl. She sort of started this um, clap 
compliment clapback challenge where basically um, the gist of it is if you know someone gives you a compliment to just say say thank you or just to say yeah you know like to compliment yourself like oh my gosh your you know your hair looks great yeah thanks I think it does too and just see how that sh transforms and shifts your thinking and so that got me thinking a little bit and then just a lot of other stuff in terms of you know being a, a black woman in today's society and it really brought me to the point where I wanted to talk about black well women in general and self-confident women and why that resonates with people so strongly either positively or negatively and then obviously you know bringing it even more home what it is that resonates with people so much about a strong black woman right and what that looks like and not strong well strong but also confident i think is is, is what i want to focus on and and why that is and what it means and what it means to to me and what it means to us really so that's kind of where the whole ego thing came from um so i guess you know i i wanted to start this conversation because you know even growing up and, and even now, you know, I've noticed something and I've noticed that if you are a, a woman, a black woman who is confident that there are a lot of words that are thrown at you um, when people perceive that about you and not they're not always positive. Um, you know, you are self-centered. You think you're all that you are egotistical you're not humble you know all of these things and it's just really interesting to me why that is and and you know this is this is feedback that you know i've not only received from you know sort of majority society and in, in professional situations you know white co-workers other co-workers but also from other black women and from black men and it, it always sort of astounds me you know and I just I really don't know what it is and what is what is so scary about a black woman who is self-assured um, so I just kind of wanted to plug into that a little bit and, 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 and chat about it and kind of find out you know from you too, D, kind of what your experience has been with that um, and that could be professionally that could be you know in the cons in the context of you know being an athlete or you know doing whatever sort of your sport du jour is like what like what what you say about that? What say you? <laughs> you know, it's funny that we're talking about this because, well, you know the news that's coming next week because we've been talking about it all day. Yeah. And the reason that that news is occurring has a lot to do this it, I, I, like this subject has a lot to do with that. Um, mm -hmm. Because I think I don't really encounter a, a lot of issues with me in terms of like my day to day life with me being confident as a lifter. I don't think. I've ever really had a big problem there. I think, um, first of all, because I'm an anxiety-ridden mess 97% of the time when it comes to lifting, let's be mm -hmm. honest. So mm -hmm. I don't think you necessarily get, I don't get that intimidating factor, or I don't give out that thing that people so often call intimidating when they're looking at a black woman who has her shit together and is confident and comfortable because I'm a fucking wreck when I'm lifting. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. I can't sit here and say that I'm some like uber confident lifter because right. I'm definitely not. Um, I'm working on channeling that and learning how to kind of pull that, but um, I kind of live in the imposter syndrome zone when it comes to lifting like mm -hmm. i just feel like i'm playing at being a lifter with, right and, and that's that but i think i see it much more in my professional life um i work in fields that are heavily woman populated mm -hmm. and um 
I would say there are a fair number number of black women representing in my field. I, I, some of the be- some of the smartest women I know, some of the smartest black women I know, um, are in my field and doing really well. But I think for some of us, depending on lots of things, um, our stature, our way of carrying ourselves, etc., our, 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 the way our, we dress, things of mm-hmm. that nature, our accents and things like that, those all play into how that's perceived. But I know with me, one of the things that's funny, because I do have a white female friend who, if you know her, we share, our birthdays are one day apart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we have very similar personalities. And we joke around because we really are we're built very similarly. There's a lot of things about us that are the same. And she gets very similar feedback. And it's interesting to hear it from a white woman that mm-hmm. she's having this problem because I don't usually hear it from them. Right. Um, I work right now in an environment that's very heavily not black. And that's not to say everybody's racist. I'm just right. putting this out here because I don't want misconceptions at all. I'm not saying anybody's racist. But what I am saying is that often because of what I look like, and for those of you who see me, and it's funny because it just reminded me, um, one of the guys who follows me on Instagram and who comments a lot on my stuff, he just realized today that I'm only five foot one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he said, I thought you were so much taller and bigger than that. I get that a lot. <laughs> and, and you definitely get taller because you look taller because you have long limbs. But like like you just look like you have long limbs and having seen you in person you have long limbs for a short person (laughs) y'all don't let her fool you she has long limbs for a short person she's short she's about she's a little bit taller than i am but she has long (laughs) limbs for a short person whereas i am built like a lollipop guild member and my my inseam is like 27 inches long but anyway (laughs) i think the thing is is that i carry big Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that I don't have long, like, quote-unquote, long, slender, lean limbs mm-hmm. um, doesn't help. I'm built... You know how girls always say, I don't want to lift because I'm going to get bulky. I'm the bulky motherfucker they don't want to look like, okay? Mm-hmm. Let's, be, let's be honest here. I'm five foot one. If you want to use the old-school description, I'm kind of an endomorph, so I carry a lot of body fat. I carry a lot of muscle. I'm just short and stubby and built kind of like a curvy fire hydrant. Mm-hmm. And... It makes me powerful. So even in the most unintimidating situations, I'm not a delicate flower. Mm-hmm. And so if I come in a room and I'm feeling confident and I know my shit and I'm walking in a business suit, that puts people off. And then I have a deeper voice. I refuse. I soften. The voice I use to talk in normal life, including on this podcast, is probably a little bit higher than my day-to-day life voice. Um, mm-hmm. But... I have a much deeper voice. I have a very heavy voice. Um, and a lot of times you combine that with me just being black right. in a room full of white women. Right. And I'm told that I'm rude. I'm told that I'm brash. I'm told that I'm, um, I'm um, abrasive. I'm told that... When I, really it, you're just saying what you say. With when I'm just saying what I say or I'm just stating a fact. Right. Um, and that's the thing that is always so shocking to me mm-hmm. is that I can literally just state a fact and say i could be the sky is blue right dina it's it's green no no no. i looked out the window the sky is blue or why are you so defensive exactly and And because you're not you know because you don't you know um what is that called when you in all of your sentences yes because you don't up talk or you don't vocal fry or any of that stuff you know you just you 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 speak like a grown-up you know and i and for whatever reason that is and, and again, on black women, that is just really off-putting. And it just, I mean, it, that's the perception to other people. Yeah. And it just 
confounds me every day and it's like i'm i am a smooth 46 years old like how the fuck did you think i was gonna talk <laughs> i mean what do you and, even say and it's I, I said this to somebody recently i can only soften my voice so much right i can give you high pitched all day but it comes across very disingenuous to yeah me. and i don't feel like myself um I, I talk slightly higher on the phone only because very often when someone gets on the phone with me, if I talk in my full voice, they think they're talking to a man. Mm-hmm. And then I end up with these awkward moments where I'm like, no, no, no. Right. Not sir. Right. Ma'am. And, mm-hmm. then we, and then that becomes awkward. But beyond that, I don't feel like I should have to no. do this sort of dance of up talking and, you know... I call it the Disney princess voice and right. I know you hear me bitch about this all day. I hate that. Mm-hmm. I really, really hate when women do that thing where everything is songing and singing and we're still white yeah. and seven dwarfs even though I'm talking about the annual budget for a five million right. dollar company. Why and are you talking about Mickey Mouse? Well, and if that's naturally your voice, then, you know, that's fine. That's but, different. You right. know, when it's not, it's so obvious and it just, you know, to me, I think it even, I think it decreases, you know, your credibility as a woman even, I mean, at least it, it would seem to be that, that way, that it decreases your credibility even more than it already may be decreased just by virtue of you being at this table with a bunch of men and you are not a man, but... You know, like you said, just that, just the fact that that is the expectation for, you know, like I said, black women is just, you know, it, it's crazy. Like, so here's an example. So, you know, every review, like work review that I've ever had, except for maybe one or two, every work review I've had, you know, the ones that have been stellar have been stellar. But when they, you know, get to that point of what should this person work on? it always goes back to you know my demeanor and that is just so that's always just been so incredible to me you know it's always some sort of roundabout way of saying that you know i'm intimidating or you know i can be you know like you said off-putting or whatever and it's always so funny to me because i'm like but everything that you describe is an issue that you have with me, not an issue that I have with myself or not an issue that I have with you. So really, who's who's, you know, who does this need to be a, a, a work area for me or you? Right. Because exactly. I'm, I'm good. Like, I don't have any issue with the way that I come off to people, you know, or the way that I present myself in a professional setting. None at all. Never have, you know. And so if, you know, people have to look at themselves, if there's something that someone is doing that is making you feel a certain way, then 99.9% of the time, that's about you and not about that other person. Um, And it just is always so interesting to me how, you know, that is that is something that is always the first thing that's levied towards a black woman and if you try to stand up for yourself or advocate for yourself you know then you're being defensive then you're angry then you're aggressive and it's like no actually i'm just passionate about what i'm saying like there's no it's, it's almost like you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't right because i end up I know if I do, and, and, and anyone who's been around me for any length of time knows 
if you want to be blunt about it. I can Becky with the best of the Beckys. Mm-hmm. I can turn that mess on and off like uh, like I turn the lights on and off in my house. Mm-hmm. Why? Because when you grow up in a neighborhood where the vast majority of people around you are white, I am the queen code switch. Right. <laughs> like, I don't know anybody who can code switch as hard as I do. Code switch harder than I do. Like, mm-hmm. And even with that said, I shouldn't have to live in a code switch. Like, I shouldn't have to constantly be, I should still be able to be me. If I choose to turn on something, like, there was a really long time where one of my jobs, I was, I worked as a server. Mm -hmm. The restaurant I worked in tended to attract a little bit more of a um, country bumpkin, you know, kind of mostly white crowd. Mm -hmm. In that situation, yes, my money is dependent upon me making these people feel at home because it's literally a job in hospitality. Mm -hmm. So, yes, then all of a sudden I did grow a southern accent that I don't really have in real life mm-hmm. but guess what then I turned that right, shit right back off when I went home and right. sounded just like I do right now right. and I can soften that and I can turn it on and I can turn it off and, and be honey sweet baby whatever but in day to day life if I'm having a business conversation with you or if I'm having a conversation with a coach about lifting mm-hmm. I shouldn't have to up talk right. just to make them feel comfortable Right. What is so intimidating about a five foot one girl that, or a five foot right. one woman at thirty seven years old if you're a grown ass adult? Right. Especially in those dynamics where and I find this fascinating, when I'm sitting across the table from an older white man who's in charge of my career, who essentially has the ability to fire me, hire me, etc. Mm-hmm. And the feedback I get is you're intimidating. I'm right. intimidating you when at the end of the day you can sign that right. piece of paper in front of you and decide that I'm gone. I intimidate you. How? Right. How? Houseway. Because. And I don't even. I, I just. Yeah. And that's the thing. And you know, it's it's funny because you know I was I was talking to my husband earlier about this and I said you know I was like let me ask you something. Why do you think it is? And I just kind of posed the question to him about you know um, about you know both from his perspective as a man and his perspective as a black man. Um, you know what it is about a, a, a black woman who is you know the, per, the perception is that she's you know confident and free and just really comfortable with herself why is that so upsetting and he said you know I think for a lot of people you w- when you are feeling uncomfortable about something within yourself or something that you feel is lacking or whatever it 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 makes you know that that type of being faced with that like just really triggers you right and I was like okay I said so you know I said and I was talking to him about you know my experience you know and I can remember dating people or even not even getting to the point of dating but just being in that you know we're talking I guess that's what the kids call it talking stage like we're just getting (laughs) to know each other and I literally remember having a conversation with a a guy this was when I was in law school before I met my husband and I'm just talking about something and he just kind of interrupted me he was like you really think you're all that don't you oh and I was like wait what and you know it it was so weird d because it wasn't you know i kind of had to stop and rewind the tape and think well what exactly did i say you know because i'm not the kind of person where 
like I'm not a braggart at all in terms of oh well I've done this and you know and I'm you know getting in you know you know there are those people that are like instead of saying oh you know what you do today oh I washed my car oh well, you know I washed the bins and like that's just not me it's never been me I don't really give a shit about stuff like that so I, it wasn't anything like that and I mean I was in law school so I was a broke-ass grad student at that point <laughs> so it wasn't like I was bragging about some inordinate amount of money or anything you know so I was and finally I said well why would you say that and he was like I mean you're just like you know you just do whatever you want and you just you're just out in this world you just kind of do what you feel like doing and I was like well, what's yeah, wrong with that I'm an adult like huh but I it, he was really like that's just not I guess for from his you know perspective that's not what black women are supposed to do right we are not supposed to be in this world taking up space and being carefree and being happy with ourselves like and I think that's what really I think that's what really it is at the end of the day like when you have people that define for you who you are what you are supposed to be and whether that's as a woman or as a black woman and you aren't feeling or thinking that way about yourself it's very disturbing it is like who do you think you are you know who who are you to be confident in yourself who are you to be comfortable with you know what you look like or you know if you don't fit like a certain you know sort of box that you know black women are supposed to be in and you're outside of that box how dare you be comfortable with yourself you know and it's just it's so funny it's funny because when i say confidence you know i think sometimes people think confidence and arrogance are the same thing and to me it's actually the opposite like mm -hmm. i i um i find that you know when i sense someone is is like i said confident and just comfortable with themselves it's very quiet it's a very quiet sort of confidence um they're, they're really not saying a whole lot but they command your attention when they walk into a room they command they they pull energy towards them and not because they come in and they're like you know just super flitting around or calling attention to themselves it's funny if you if you want to put this in the perspective of like you know social media or even you know some of the things that we do and some of the things that we see as athletes we were talking about this the other day you know you and I and it, I, I'm always drawn to those people that you know if you go to their Instagram page and they post a lifting video they just post a lifting video they might say, oh, I hit a PR today or, oh, you know, in the gym working on this, you know, working on that. But it's not this huge. They're either not all of these inspiring quotes or, you know, grinds harder than me and I work the hardest. And, you know, those types of people are typically the ones that if you ever either meet them in real life or meet them in another sort of environment, you you can sense that they are like painfully insecure either they're insecure or they've got something they've got a chip on their shoulder about something with something to prove right exactly and it's i think sometimes i think this whole thing with black women and confidence is that the other thing is if you think about it and you've you kind of touched on it but in general and i hate to say society but that's the best word i've got for it right now we're not supposed to think no one is supposed to like us I, right. we talked about this when we talked about dating yeah. you know it's black women are supposed to be the last choice because right. we're the least attractive we're the fattest right. we're the most masculine we're the right. we're we're actually not the dumbest that's the one thing that they always get right is that we're some of the most college educated and educated in general right in the in the united states but mm -hmm. everything else physically is supposed to be wrong with us right and we're supposed to be the less um 
you know, were considered not the ideal vision of womanhood, and we're always supposed to be measuring up to this, I mean, quite frankly, white woman standard of beauty. Right. So the fact that you're comfortable, in, you know, regardless of what you've done, I'm, like whether it's, yeah. whether you're talking about your phys- you're confident in your physical body, whether you're confident in your abilities to do things, we're always supposed to be less than. Always. Of course. Yeah. And, and not take up space. And, intentionally. And, and, right. And go stand in the corner because you're just some black girl. So why you think you belong here, I don't know. Right. And people, I, I will give some people credit. Maybe they don't know that that's consciously what they're thinking. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll give people that credit. I, I will. I will. I like to try to have faith in humanity about once a month. I'm going to let mm. that be today. Um, <laughs> you know how I roll, so. <laughs> like, like I said, once a month. That's all I right. got in me. Um, mm-hmm. And sometimes I think people inhale the crazy that the, those messages without ever dissecting them. Right. And really thinking about them. And so in the back of your head, it's not like straight out racism where people know I hate that nigger over there. That's ra- right. That's straight up obvious racism. But I think things like these are those like, you know, sneak attack messages that you've just right. always heard. Microaggressions. Those microaggressions and the sneak attack stuff that, you know, your mom didn't say you can't date black girls. Right. She said you should really bring home someone like us. Right. Because, oh, obviously a black girl can't possibly be cultured and blah, 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 blah. Right. <laughs> and so when you walk into a situation and you're capable of holding your own and having conversations and you don't meet whatever expectations people have of you, whether that's because they think every black girl is ghetto or they think we're uneducated or whatever the case may be, it's almost like to make themselves feel better about the fact that we don't sit where they think we should sit. Right. They have to do something to fix that. Right. And the, ba- the fastest way to fix that is to tell us to go somewhere. Right. And it's funny, my favorite, like, you know, uh, when I play, you know, microaggression, bingo or whatever, like there's there's two that are my favorite. So there's two things and it's and it actually it's not just white folk or, you know, white women that do this. Like I said, sometimes it's our own people. Sometimes it's black men. So there's two things that they say that on the surface seem fairly innocuous but when you really think about what the messaging is behind it like if i weren't so comfortable with who i am like it it would definitely it could be really damaging so the first thing i get a lot is well not so much anymore sometimes but when i was younger um i get i would get well either well where do you get your confidence from or how are you so confident Now, that sounds like a pretty innocent question. Like, wow, I really just want to know. But the messaging typically behind that is you're not supposed to be confident. You're uh, whatever it is. You're black or you're dark skinned or you're heavy or you got a big ass wide nose or you have very kinky hair. You know, it's almost this how dare you be confident or how could you possibly be confident? You know, so that's one that that always happens. And then the other one, and again, this is one of those very subtle, microaggressive kind of things. And, and I've, I have I tend to see this more like, you know, I see it on social media a lot. And like, particularly, again, if you if you don't look a certain way or you don't you don't sort of have that kind of standard, you know, kind of um standard of beauty you know whatever that mainstream standard of beauty is in terms of your physique this is what i always get and it makes me chuckle like if you know you know me i wear shorts a lot of the time in the gym just because a they're comfortable and i just like them and they're cute and whatever why the hell not i get 
I, I wish I were brave enough to pull that off. I could never, I could never be brave enough to wear that, you know. And again, it, it's, it's this very backhanded, you know, kind of sort of duplicitous, petty way of being like, because what you're wearing is so far out of pocket or it's so not the norm that in order to do that thing, you have to be brave. It's something to be pulled off. You know, I, I wish I could pull off dyeing my hair that color. I wish I could pull off wearing locks or wearing wavy, you know, wearing natural hair or wearing a weave, whatever it is, you know. And again, you know, when I was younger, it might have kind of made me feel kind of a certain way, like, you know, dang, well, but, you know, I'm older and I'm wiser. So now I'm just like, oh, okay, yeah, I see you. I see <laughs> you, bitch, mm. you know, and I'm just kind of like, well, you know. Maybe one day you will be. Like, I'm just unbothered by it. Well, it's, um, it, Go ahead. It, it's very similar to the idea because you know me. I I don't... I travel in a weird space. We talked about this in the body image episode. Um, mm-hmm. I'm muscle fat. So I, I travel in that weird space that people really genuinely, when they say they don't want to be bulky, they mean my body type. And so I travel in this weird space where people say things to me, oh, well... You know, I'd really love to lift, but I don't want to look like you. Well, bitch, mm. you won't. Right. <laughs> Not lifting I mean, the last weight you I'm want. Like, don't worry about it. It took me, uh, I've been lifting since 2004, 5. It took mm-hmm. me a long time to get this big and bulky and gross. If, if you're that scared, I promise it won't happen overnight. And it's, it's just funny because it never, that is the one insult that has never bothered me. Right. Like it, it just never. It's always actually kind of mind-boggling because it's always these people who have never even picked up a weight. Right. So why are you speaking to me then? If you yeah. don't want to look like me, why are you speaking to me? What is this about? What are you? Are you? Are you mad? And I know I've in some situations I know exactly what leads to it. It's that in more public gyms I train in a private gym now, um, but in your tor- your typical commercial gym fairly often I'm the only woman really really lifting which Mm -hmm. usually means shortly after I arrive half the men in the gym are just there staring Mm -hmm. trying to figure out why I know what I'm doing right and inevitably that makes other women uncomfortable especially since I don't accept the the, not the invitation the attention I don't accept it nor do I reject it I just don't give a fuck right exactly (laughs) you know if you don't there are very few times that I have engaged with a dude at the gym um I can count on one hand. I think Mm -hmm. literally in terms of people I've made friends with or built some sort of relationship with, literally there are four. Yeah. Four. And that's in, since lifting in, since 2005 or four, somewhere in there. And so, but I think a lot of times when women see that men are curious about what you're doing and they want to know that that little competition switch flips. Right. Especially because everything that we do is supposed to be for the male gaze, right? Right. So if we're doing the things, we're doing things, we're doing all the things and, and you know, that attention that we are supposed to welcome, especially again, you know, being, you know, a black woman, because we're supposed to just accept, be grateful for any old thing and any old attention that we get. And then we are just kind of like, okay, whatever, I'm doing my thing. Then, you know, everybody wants to get in their feelings you know other women black men like i've literally had dudes in the gym just be like so you not i mean you just not gonna talk to me and i was like nope if you don't move up out of in front of me on this platform with this here bar on my back 
like it's just they it's just unheard of you know and that's usually when you know an insult something crazy like you know they say something whack or whatever but it's just um you know it's just it, it's and i find it happens and, and i've talked to friends about this you know i find it happens a lot like you said with women that are just going on about their black ass day right it's never really the women that are out there sort of outwardly you know with this manifestation of i want attention look at me and i'm so great and i'm this and i'm that you know but if you are just going on about your business they will go all around you know they will mm -hmm. bypass 19 of those babes you know yep. with you know with the peacock feathers and the this and that and <laughs> um you know hashtag this and hashtag grind so hard and hashtag you know uh I look at my hamstring and they got you know her full asses in the camera like whatever they go they gonna bypass all of that and they gonna come up in my dms and i'm like i'm over here minding my black ass business i'm training i'll share a video of my training you know every so often blah 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 why are you bothering me you know and it's it's like it again it's when you when you have the audacity i love that word so much if when you have the audacity to just live your life and not be concerned with anyone else that is either really attractive or really repulsive to people yeah. for, for some strange reason and again yeah, i've noticed go ahead we all walk around thanks to our friends on social media we're all walking around in per this like perpetual state of either fomo fear of missing out right or straight up and down nosiness and comparisons never any comparisons to what everybody else is doing so right. if you're just kind of doing your your own thing and this is i think the 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 um the insta story that you saw that um led to us to have this discussion it was inspired by uh, this girl i follow who mm -hmm. she is completely and i'm not naming names um mm -hmm. who is completely incapable completely incapable of just posting a lift right she cannot do it she no. absolutely can not do it and it and it's and i'm like you know you would be so much ins more inspiring if you would just shut the hell up and stop trying to prove right that you're inspiring or trying to prove that you're good enough and it's that constant battle of watching people try to prove i'm not proving anything to anybody on instagram if i want to delete my whole goddamn instagram tomorrow i will right well and not only that like you know I've, I've said this before you know I, I don't and I mean maybe some people do but I don't ever do anything to inspire people like right. I do the things that I do because f whatever reason they bring me joy or you know it's just something I, I'm passionate about like that's why I do stuff and I think again when you when you approach living your life in that way I think that you naturally will resonate with some people right. they'll just look at you and be like wow that's really cool because you're in the process of doing your thing you know and living your life and working your life around that and those are that those are things that i can draw from that you know that that's that's i mean the few people when i say people inspire me those are the kind of people that inspire mm -hmm. me not because they've done just one you know thing that's particularly amazing or whatever it's just that they're just out there doing their thing and i'm like wow that's great they have this great work ethic or they this or they that but whenever you have someone who is that is their purpose quote unquote to inspire nine times out of ten it's not it's not inspirational at all they're annoying as fuck exactly right? I was gonna say, Be it's really because how do you even like 
that's not even in your control whether or not you can inspire. That's maybe that's what I'm trying to say. That's not something that it's in your control whether or not you inspire someone. You live your life. You put your content out there. People are going to receive it how they're going to receive it, and you have to be okay with that. If I tell people all the time, if you draw inspiration from the way that I do things or things that I do, that's great. But whether you do or not is not going to change how I live my life. And I exactly. think I think that's kind of the missing. A, I think that's the missing message with a lot of this stuff and fluff and BS we see on social media. But I also think that's part of the reason why, again, people find black women who live in that way and live unapologetically very troubling. Like, I mean, if the biggest, obviously, the biggest example that I can think of is Serena Williams. Yep. Like, she is literally one of the most hated black women of our time. And let's think about what it is that she's done. She has dominated the sport of tennis. I was going to say she wins at life. She is probably <laughs> there. I mean, without a doubt, going to be, when we look back on this, one of, if not the greatest pl- tennis player of all time. Mm-hmm. Right? She continues to win. She does what the fuck she wants to do, when and how she wants to do it. She has the receipts to back up anything that she does say about herself. So she's not necessarily out there ever bragging, but when she says something, it's fact. I win all all the tournaments. That ain't bragging. That's fact. Right. She so, got receipts. She got a house full of trophies. Uh, house full of trophies. Right. Checks. That's that's I mean and and so it's 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 just she approaches things to me in a very sort of factual matter of fact way and she enjoys who she is and she's comfortable with herself and that I mean I have just never seen people spew such vitriol of, of about someone ever and she never you know she never incites that shit she very rarely claps back you know she's just living her black ass life and that drives people, men, white women, white men, black black men particularly, and even some black women. That a just certain drives brand them. of black women. Yep. Yep. That just drives. And, oh, and God forbid, girl, she's dark skinned too, and she's got you know she's curvy, she's muscular, she you know for whatever you know for some folks she she kind of has a, a little bit of a, a, a masculine sort of timber about her. Girl, they can't stand that. And she's just kind of like, okay, well, you know, you go on ahead. I'll be over here cashing these checks in this big ass house with this rich ass husband and this right, beautiful and this baby. baby about this baby. Mm-hmm. She right. just continues, and and it like people can't throw her off her game, and that really bothers people, you know. And it's just like that's the the biggest example that I, you know, when I look at that, I'm like, she is the she is the like scariest thing to a lot of people in this world that's just a free ass black woman yep and uh, it's funny i was having a conversation with our buddy black girls pilates and we were talking about hey girl (laughs) hey girl hey um (laughs) it's so funny because we were actually talking about the dynamic of something that she and i and i know you and i've talked about this too the idea of kind of how do I want to say this? How do I want to position this? Because I'm not trying to play this politically correct. I was like, it's your podcast. No, you say no, that's you I'm, want. I'm literally trying to figure out how I want to say this to position it the exact way I want it to be heard. The fact that as black women, and this plays into this whole ego thing, and we don't, you know, we don't have this, people tend to find us intimidating and not friendly and what have you. We were talking about how it's really funny that 
we have as, as black women when we start a movement or we try to start a movement whether it's serena williams whether it's what we're doing here whether it's what mm-hmm. she's trying to do with black girl pilates what, whatever the case may be we have a really hard time gathering the troops mm-hmm. and we were kind of we were puzzling through why that is like why don't we grow as quickly as some other movements do why does it take black women and i realized we were talking about we were like because we're raised our mothers in the best possible situations raise us to kind of even if it's not carefree black girl we're raised to stand on our own too mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and we're raised to know that when we go out there we have to hold ourselves up and we stand up on our own two feet and we do these and so we're not looking for someone to follow right and we're not looking for someone to be the person with the drum in the front for us to follow. Right. Whereas other groups of women are. They mm-hmm. need a they need a leader all the mm-hmm. time. There needs mm-hmm. to be a group dynamic. There needs to always be this like, you know, social group to follow or a person who's the leader. And right. I think because I I was thinking about Serena. Serena has been a major, if you want to use the word inspiration, let's use that word for mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Um she's probably in terms of people in society or in the world and in the media that are visible to me who aren't just regular day-to-day life people. Right. She's one of the few that I, when I was at an age where I really hated what I look like, Mm -hmm. um, that was as close to my body as I had ever seen in the world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so her existence, it was like magnificently important for me. Right. Especially since people don't think she's stunningly beautiful. I do, but a lot of people don't. I don't, which is complete and total utter bullshit, but whatever. But that's another topic for another day. But, Mm -hmm. like, I've never looked to Serena to be my leader. Right. It's just like, hey, cool, there's another one out there. I see you. Right, and I think there's, like, this thing, there's a dynamic with black women that we do, and people kind of say that it's, for some people, it probably is off-putting. I don't know. I don't find it off-putting. I find it an interesting dynamic to think about that we just do the I see you girl and we you know you yeah. do you and we support each other from a distance because we're all standing on our own two feet. Right. And if you're looking at us from the outside and when I say us I mean the collective us. Mm-hmm. Um and you're used to always needing someone to tell you where to go. Right. Or what to think. Right. Or to be the first per you don't want to be the first person in line. Like there are a lot of women I know who would have never, ever started this podcast. Right. Um, or who, the shit I talk on my Insta stories. That's just me, do, talk, like, that's yeah. just me being me. I see shit and I want to talk about it, so I get on my Insta stories and I talk. Yeah. And I don't give a fuck if people are right. mad at me. I, well, I, and that's, that's and, the and thing that's, that's funny, too. Like, with the podcast, you know, speaking of that, like, it had been brewing in my head for a while, but it was never a question of, should I or should I not? What will people think? It was just more a matter of, okay, how do I kind of get this out of my head and make it come to fruition, right? Right. You know, I, th- I think even when I, you know, kind of broached you, broached the subject with you, I wasn't like, well, should I? I was like, yo, I want to do this. Do you want to do it too? Okay, what should we do? You know and what I mean? We're just like, okay, let's do this. Yeah, and, and it's funny. <laughs> I, there is a quote that I saw, and it's a meme that I see all the time, but it's like a quote, and the quote says fuck it, I'll do it. And then underneath the quote, it says black women. And that's just how we are. You know, I mean, for, for, for the most part, I think, you know, there's, there's a lot of that in all of us, you know, all, all, I won't say all, but a a good portion of the black women that I know, like in a lot of ways, we are fearless kind of because we've had to be, 
you know and if we wanted something to happen there really was no waiting to for it to be given to us you exactly. know there, there really wasn't and so it's it, I'm always struck when you know and sometimes I'll get you know um private messages or you know just some women that I'll, I'll run into sometimes you know and they may be white they may be you know other women of color whatever and there's always this sense of you know, or you'll see like a lot of, you know, on, on, on a lot of these boards and stuff. It's like, well, I want to, you know, tell this person to get out of my life. How do I do it? Or how do I become strong enough to do X, Y, and Z? And then I'm always puzzled by that, not in a judgmental way, but I'm just kind of like, well, you, you just do it. Like, I mean, there is no step by step program. Just do you it. just do it. You know, now that's not to say that, you know, I haven't evolved and grown in a lot of ways in terms of advocating for myself throughout the years and some things that I wasn't you know really great at expressing that I'm much better at now and yeah those are things that come with doing the work on yourself but you know generally speaking like you were saying if there's something that I wanted to do it was never a it's usually not a matter of or it wasn't a matter of can I do this thing it was like how can I do this thing like what's going to make the most sense or what's going to be, you know, how, how do I bring this to fruition? You know, it, it, it's funny to me how, you know, I run into people all the time and, you know, that maybe I haven't seen in a long time or don't really know me kind of outside of, you know, sort of what they might see on, you know, Instagram or social media or something. And, you know, they're like, wait a minute. So you're a lawyer. And I'm like, no, I used to practice law. And they're like, so but, I mean like you were a lawyer you went to law school and you you, you were a lawyer and I'm kind of like yeah what's the big deal you know and, and not I mean that's not to say that I don't appreciate you know that I'm definitely the exception as opposed to the rule like I get that but I again the way that my brain has always worked it, it wasn't like I never thought about it like oh I'm gonna you know I'm gonna be right. a lawyer no I can never do that like once I made that decision I was like okay well shit let me figure out how to do this because you know my parents were you know blue collar folk and you know didn't go to college and all of that so I still had to kind of figure those steps out on my own but like I never it, I, no was never really a part of my my vocabulary in in the sense of well you can't do this thing black girls don't do that black people don't do that like I don't even if somebody had said that to me I don't know that I would have really paid them much attention um so again when I come across you know women now they're like well how do you do this intangible thing and I'm like I don't do it I just am it's just who I am you know <laughs> like I don't have like when you know well I wish I could be strong like you you know and it's funny because I was telling somebody the other day like in some ways you know to me that that speaks of white privilege and and the reason that I say that is because you act like we have a choice right to we be don't anything, have a choice but like I don't I there's no alternative to not being strong there's no alternative to not being you know whatever like going and getting what you want because it's either that or be dead like there, what, right. are you, what are you saying and I think you know for someone to have that choice to decide to be strong and take up space and do all these things or not and that's not in a, I'm not saying that in a bad way or saying that that means that that person is you know deliberately being a racist or anything else but it's 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 a it's privilege when you have the luxury of thinking about being one way or the other that's privilege 
you know being able to decide to be weak right we don't ever have that privilege it's um it's funny because i had this conversation with someone in relation to marriage and dating and things like that and it's true we (laughs) so (laughs) i said to someone i said you know if i was to get married i one of the most important things to me is i can't marry someone who if i feel like i look at my partner and i feel like if i need to if i need that moment to fall apart you can't you can't handle it i can't even date you mm-hmm. i can't even take you seriously as someone to date if i feel like in that one moment because every we all have them black women we have our, our fall apart moments we just have them behind closed doors right if i'm having that moment where i can't deal anymore and you don't know what to do and you can't hold me down we don't need to be together right we don't need to be together and it's and and it's and my friend said well you know that's a really big demand to ask no it's not i'm fucking tired (laughs) you know well and and the thing about it too is that even you know first of all let's talk about the work that you have to do to get to the point where you feel like it is okay and safe for you to fall apart exactly right that's not something that comes naturally to us at all um so you finally get to that point you know that's that's a victory and and this huge hurdle for a lot of you know black women in and of itself and then on top of that you know being able to be with someone that you trust enough to allow you to you know do that to to be that soft spot for you to land when it does happen like i mean it it's it is a lot but it it it, we deserve nothing less than that exactly and it's it's so crazy to me that there are people because we're black women they're so used to us being strong leaders who don't have any vulnerabilities or at least don't show any um that that's not okay meanwhile my friends of other races i don't care if we're talking about my white friends my asian friends my latina friends they have the room to be a complete and total clusterfuck and it is right. okay no they can't live in the place of clusterfuck no one should be living in a constant state of swirling madness right. that's not healthy but the fact that i have friends who know that they can just i can't do this anymore i, I give up i can't right. handle this anymore i don't like i've been in situations where i literally didn't know what to do mm-hmm. i don't have my parents when like i distinctly remember there was a point and i think you knew me at this point where i had lost my job the partner who was living with me had lost their job Mm -hmm. (laughs) like i'm i was i had gone i had paid three months of rent in advance and i literally had run out of savings because i was paying all my household expenses out of my nest egg right and i had about oh two weeks worth of money left Mm mm-hmm I don't have family to call. I don't have, you know, I can't, I can only borrow so much, you know? Right. And it literally, I was like, what the fuck am I going to do? And I have friends who could have just complete meltdown, complete meltdown. And (laughs) I can't do that. Right. And I have one friend. It's funny that you mentioned that I have a friend who, she just doesn't live in reality. Um, but whenever those types of situations, I've known her a very, very long time, bless her heart. But whenever those types of situations would arise, whether it be, you know, an unexpected emergency with my car or something where just, you know, I'm trying to figure out how to make, you know, pay my last semester of law school tuition or whatever, 
and her go-to and I'm literally like what am I gonna do my parents were still around but again my parents were not they did not have it like that you know they were I mean they were okay but they were very blue-collar so it wasn't like let me write you a check for your tuition but anyway I'd be like wringing my hands and trying to figure out what I'm gonna do and freaking out and she'd be like why, like, why don't you just ask your parents and I would be like have you lost your entire fucking mind like have you do, have you not known me the last 15 years when has that ever been an option you know and, it, and 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 she was black actually interestingly enough but she grew up in a very wealthy family so that was that's never been something that she's had to think about i mean to this day and again we're damn near 50 that's kind of her go-to response about stuff um but yeah it's just you know again when you have the privilege of not having to think about those things or you know knowing that you have kind of that fail-safe mechanism you know it, it it allows you to 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 be in a different space in life you know and i and i, I, I wonder if that is what makes people think that we're scary right because i honestly and and this is you know whenever you read those things about why it's terrible to date black women and why we're such a pain in the ass to date i don't need anybody Mm -hmm. i literally don't need anybody Mm -hmm. i I, if i need to survive out here on my own i can (laughs) if you're in my life as a partner it's because i want you here right because i desperately need you you here yeah i don't do fall apart messy girl things i just don't I'm past that part of my life. I don't, my parents would come out of their graves and beat me for doing that. And I often wonder if that is what makes us so scary to people is that when you're looking at someone like me or someone like you, I know that the immediate perception of me is that I am completely Mm self-contained. And that I'm, even when I'm swirling on the inside, you'll never know on the outside unless you really know me. There right. are maybe five people on this planet who know when I'm falling the fuck apart. Mm-hmm. And Brie is one of them. But mm-hmm. everybody else, fuck you. As far as you're concerned, I'm perfectly right. fine. Right. And I often wonder if, because people don't understand, we've never had the ability or the room or the privilege or whatever word you want to use to be weak. Right. We don't do that in public. Our parents raise us not to do that. You, yeah. I never saw my mom falling apart crying when shit got hard. She right. barely did that in front of me much less in public so no when she didn't get the raise she was looking for she didn't cry to her boss she didn't raise hell she found a new fucking job right period and it was smooth like just oh well mom decides she okay shit all right you know (laughs) and so i often wonder if that is what freaks people out about us is that you're looking at someone who under certain circumstances should be falling apart like I had an incident that happened at work. I'm not going to go into great detail, but I'll say that I didn't like the tone with which I was approached about something. Mm -hmm. That's very general. And I, a lot of people I know would have approached it a little differently. Mm -hmm. My approach was, I just sent an email and I said, "Uh, excuse me, this, no, this is not okay. This is not okay. This right here is not how anyone should be speaking to me in a professional environment. And the response I got back was, well, you should have done better. You need to learn how to speak to them better. No, Mm. no, you're not, you, for someone to send an email kind of implying that I'm dumb or that I'm stupid and you're telling me I needed to learn how to speak to that person better. Mm -mm. No, no. And the thing I realized is that 
some of that response comes from the fact that if I had been crying right or said my feelings are really hurt Mm-hmm. Instead of just saying the stating the facts, this right. is unprofessional and not and unac- unacceptable. Period. Right. right. If I had gone in with the approach of I'm so hurt and I feel really insulted, I probably would have gotten a very different di- different response. Right. But I couldn't respect myself doing that. Right. I couldn't look myself in the in the mirror, look at myself in the mirror tomorrow or the day after or whenever, and still feel okay. And I often wonder if it's because we live in this space where we know. I don't know any black woman, at least not in my circle of friends and the women I grew up around, who that's the approach they take to life. No. I mean, thankfully, most of my white friends, I can also say, are not those type of women. Amen. Thank you guys for not being those women. We wouldn't be friends anyway if you were. Um, <laughs> but I know a lot of women who are not black who do, who do exist in that default set space of my feelings are hurt. Right. I'm going I mean, to cry. I'm, I'm literally to trying to think of a time when I cried at work in front of somebody else. And I think it was like literally one time um, when I my son was born. He was in the NICU. I had a boss, um, a female boss who, you know, was just completely unsympathetic to sort of where I was with you know needing to kind of get to him at the hospital and all this stuff and I mean I literally like I didn't I mean I didn't break down break down in front of her but like you know the voice started wavering and I was like I I need to excuse myself and I mean I literally went to the bathroom and was like you better pull your shit together right now you know I could just hear my mother's voice in my head don't you ever in your motherfucking life cry in front of these people at work you know that whole thing so I got it together and you know did what I needed to do but again I was kind of resentful because I was like if the tables were turned girl it would have been waterworks histrionics all kinds of foolishness all falling out on the floor you know just all kinds of dramatics and nobody would have ever batted an eye you know and it's just I think a lot of that goes into why so many of us are just comfortable in our skin because again like I said what what other choice do we have you know we can't you know <laughs> this isn't like a, a costume we can take off at the end of the day and it's the first thing people see or notice when they see us so you better get comfortable being in the body that you're in the, you know the black body right. that you're in and figuring out how to make it work you know and I think it just it gets easier as you get older you know I think too because you just kind of stop giving a fuck but <laughs> um yeah you know and it's just it's funny to me now because I you know there was a, a place in time like you said you know when you would get those sort of um that feedback about you know you're this you need to smile more you need to do this and you know for a while I'd be like okay well and then I just was kind of like no this is actually how I am um as long as I'm professional and respectful of you and you deliver the same to me this is pretty much how I'm gonna be so you know either you can take it or leave it like I'm gonna be good either way and you know again it just it 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 definitely rubs a lot of people the wrong way like I mean I've even had people be like well you know because you know I'm I'm kind of a stickler nowadays about you know standing up straight and not slouching and walking with your head up and I mean a lot of that's just for you know posture reasons and you know all that kind of stuff but you know I just carry myself a certain way not because I think I'm you know whatever I'm just that's just how that's just my carriage you know and 
I've literally had people be like, I mean, why are you, you know, why are you always standing up so straight? Why are your shoulders all back like you're ready for a fight? And I'm just oh my like, God. I'm like, that's actually called good posture. That's called posture. And um, I'm, I don't really ever feel the need to shrink myself down for anything. You know, I just don't do that, you know, yeah. and it's just, it's, it's like I said, it's, it's, it's amusing to me now where it would have probably bothered me before. And I mean, I don't go out of my way to antagonize anybody, but you know, I'm, I'm pretty, I, I'm pretty like level, you know, the whole way, you know, with my interactions with people. If nothing else, I'm extremely consistent. Like if I don't fuck with you, I don't fuck with you ever. And if I do, I do until you give me a reason not to. So you're never really going to have to wonder where you stand with me. Um, and, and maybe that's part of the problem, you know, because when I do find myself in the presence of people who, for whatever reason, their energy is just off to me or people that are incredibly, um, you know, like, it's not confidence, but it's arrogance to the point of all I can really feel coming from you is insecurity. And that just repels me. So I just stay, I just stay away from you, you know, and that really bugs people. Yeah. Yeah. Avoiding you know, that them. kind of thing. <laughs> well, you, you don't want to hear about my, not really. No. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm happy for you and it's not, and, and before you start with the H word, baby, I'm not hating you. I don't, I don't really care what you do or who you do it with, but I just don't really have any interest sitting around talking about that kind of stuff. So, you know, I mean, it, 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 it's funny, like I said, it reads differently to different people. Um, but I think, you know, and this is one of the things that I love about black women, I love about us that regardless of kind of like I was saying about Serena, regardless of, you know, regardless of, of how you feel about me, that's not really going to change the way that I live my life, generally speaking. Nope. Um, and that can be, you know, even, you know, if you want to relate it to, you know, athletics and, and pursuits and things like that. I mean, I've talked about this before, particularly with the whole bodybuilding thing. You know, there was always this sort of, you know, underlying current of, well, in order to be successful, you have to fit yourself in this space. You know, whether that be with the way that you wear your hair or the way that you do your makeup or the way that you do this or the way that you do that. And I just was never, you know, especially when I... You know after I took some time off I was already you know damn near in my 40s and I was like no nah, I'm good I'm gonna just do what I do you know and I mean some people bristled at that and and, and you know I, but it it that never changed for me it was never like okay well you know this might be the year I get a pro card or this might be the year <laughs> I do this so I need to do that I'm I was still gonna do you know what is authentic to me you know and I think that's a part of confidence is just authenticity when you are you know just ready to be who you are all the time and just like living your truth it's really easy to be confident and like I said it's you know confidence is quiet like it's not you know it's not like and it's funny because you know you talk about like sort of kind of how you really feel in terms of you know lifting or power lifting or your skills or whatever that like that but it's interesting because when I watch your videos and I see you I see confidence you know, and not necessarily in the sense of I'm going to make this lift, I'm going to hit a PR, you know, but it's just more about I'm somewhere where I'm comfortable. Like, this is my space. I do know what I'm doing. You know what I mean? And and there's just a certain ease about you in the gym or in, in that particular lifting space that you're in. And you've seen, you know, you I know you've been in the gym before and you've seen women where it's just clear that they're not comfortable right 
in their skin. And that doesn't even mean that, I mean, they could have the bangingest ass body ever, but the whole time they're lifting, they're looking around to see who's watching. Yep. They're looking around to see who's looking at them. Like, you know, they're pausing to take the right. They're pausing to take their selfie, and then there's look. They're looking around to see who's gonna. You know, well, did they see me mess up that lift or whatever? You know, and it's just kind of like, girl, come on, like just be, just be who you are, like seriously. And that's one of the things I was. It's funny. I was talking about with one of my friends. I said, you know, I want to steal Bree's entire wardrobe. <laughs> I was like, I'm just gonna steal it from her, and then I was like, wait, I'd have to wear it on my arms, but that's okay. <laughs> I'd have to wear her shorts on my arms, but that's okay, because my ass is the size of Texas. Hey, um, <laughs> like, but I, you know, and I, when I say that, I mean that in a complimentary manner. Like, I literally just want to steal all your clothes off your back and wear them on my head and my arms, I guess. But like, it's so funny because I think part of what makes it doable for you in a way that it isn't for me is that when I put if I put on what you wear to the gym I would become that girl who's like oh god is everybody looking at me right because I'm that is not my comfortable space you right. know because that's just not where I'm comfortable but you wear it with such confidence that it's like I want I'm like I want to put that on give it to me right but and I mean there's a lot like. of things too like I and it's funny like I've you know the way that I've started to edit my wardrobe over the years is if I'm wearing something and I'm constantly fidgeting with it, I don't, I don't care. It. I don't wear it. I won't I won't wear it. I'll give it away. Because again, that's a clear sign to me that I'm not being true to who I am. And I'm wearing something that I either feel like I should be wearing or everybody else wears this kind of stuff. So I should too. And I'm that just it just doesn't work for me. Like I would give my eye tooth to be able to wear a bodycon dress just one time. Because I think, you know, on the right physique, they just they look amazing. You know, I think you wear them well. I have other friends who wear them well I just don't feel and it's not even that I, I look bad in them I guess I just don't feel good in them I just don't right. feel comfortable and I would be tugging at them and doing you know all kinds of foolishness you know <laughs> when I'm supposed to be like you know sexy come hither and so I just said you know girl this just doesn't work for me and it doesn't make there's nothing wrong with me there's nothing wrong with the dress there's nothing wrong for people that you know women that can rock those and look amazing it's just not my style you know and you know, I've I had to be comfortable with rocking my style, even if my style isn't necessarily trendy, I guess is the point. And again, that's something else I think that just comes with maturity and age and, you know, wisdom and experience. Like I I go out when I go out, you know, and I feel my best, sometimes that's when I'm the most covered up. You know, just because I just, you know, the I just wear things the way that I wear them and, and I'm like you know, I feel great in this, you know, and, and, you know, I've gotten to the point where, you know, if, if like you just said, you're like, oh, I want to steal your whole, whole wardrobe, but I'm like, oh, thank you, you know, there'd have been a time when I'm like, oh, no, girl, my, to my clothes are terrible, my shit is trash, you know, you know, and I just don't do that anymore, like, if, if someone is going to be kind enough to pay me a compliment, I'm gonna say thank you and run, you yeah. know, and I think we, you know, we all need to get, be a little better at being able to do that, but I find that a lot of my my female, my girlfriends, my, you know, black girlfriends, they do that actually pretty easily, <laughs> you I know, think and you it, learn really quickly as a black woman, because the compliments are so few and far between for a lot of us, right, that right, when you get a genuine one, and I've really tried to focus on when I see black women, especially who I'm just like, yo, 
you're fucking amazing. I don't even understand what you have going on, but whatever it is, your energy is working for me, and it makes me want to turn cartwheels. I'm going to tell you, because I know that we don't get it enough from other people. Exactly. We're usually being tried, someone's trying to hem us up and put us in a box and shut us up somewhere. That is my favorite thing to see (laughs) a sister walking down the street or in a space or whatever, and she is just a badass bitch, and I break my neck to be like, sis, you are a bad ass bitch and not just going about my business you know and then you never like you said you never know how those kinds of words are going to resonate with with other people and the other thing too is that i found that again if you're not comfortable in your own skin you're not going to be able to do that you know it once you get to that space where you're like you being who you are is not taking anything away from me. It's much easier for you to be like, yo, sis, you look amazing today. I love your earrings, you know, and you you can do it in a genuine way, you know, and, and there's such beauty in that because, you know, the space that we live in nowadays is so negative and, and angry and, you know, just ugly towards us. It is so nice to just catch a sister's eye and just be like yo sis i got you like i just it's just something about that that just it's just this intangible thing that you can catch her eye and y'all don't even have to really say anything you could just kind of smile at each other or just kind of give that yo i i see you yep. right and there's something i think that you know once you have that level of confidence that you can do that and the other thing too then maybe we'll save this for another episode but you know i think that it's absolutely okay to celebrate who you are and celebrate your accomplishments i don't think that that means that you're not humble to me humility has to do with recognizing the process that got you to where you are and and for for some people you know that process is different that thing is different for me you know everything that I have been able to accomplish, you know, I attribute to my spiritual relationship with God. Like, there's nothing in my life that has happened without him. And that's not everybody's, that's not everybody's journey. And I get that too. But I think if you have the ability to recognize, you know, all of these amazing things that you've been able to accomplish or amass or gifts that you have, and, and give that credit to sort of that higher power, whatever that might be, I think that's humility. I don't think it has to do with playing. Humility doesn't, to me, mean playing small. No. It doesn't mean discrediting the things that you've been able to accomplish. You know what I mean? And I think people often get that mixed up and think if you are, you know, saying, hey, I accomplished this really amazing thing and I'm giving myself. It's not even about I need you to give me credit for it. It's just me saying out loud, I'm giving myself credit for this. Right. Oh, you think you all that? You know, you you out here bragging and must, oh, this is my favorite. I want to kick people in the fucking face when they say this to me. <laughs> must be nice. Yeah, bitch, it's nice. It you is. should try it's it. Great. I it's fucking great. hate that. It's awesome. You know, it is such a passive aggressive, just weak ass way to try to diminish somebody's. The, you know what I use? Must be nice when I can tell someone is clearly trying to humble brag. Right, because that is that you know that is like my pet peeve. Yeah, I and I have been on I've been on one about this for like three weeks now. Just brag, if that's like, what you seriously. Do. If yeah. you just really want to be like, yo, look at me, I'm I'm hot, I'm sexy, I'm strong, whatever the fuck it is, just say that. Right. But this whole like phony, and I I, I I'm I'm happy to see that I don't often see black women doing it. 
and I it, it's a certain type of woman who does this and they drive me crazy where they try to act like they are humble right by adding all of these not only just the inspirational words but the I've struggled for so long no you haven't you lying sack of- <laughs> that, that was the best voice ever I just tell you <laughs> That was amazing. It's, I don't know what that was. <laughs> that one comes out whenever I get irritated with women who do phony shit. That's, that's yeah, and then that's, that's and that's like, that. At the end of the day, that's really I think what is annoying to me. It's so I just can't deal with disingenuous people. Right. Like I'm, I'm too old. I'm, I'm too grown. I just don't have time to yep. deal with people who are disingenuous like again if you're not authentically being who you are then you need to do that somewhere else like i just i don't right. have the energy i'm not impressed i don't care you know <laughs> like i i genuinely want to be happy for people and i am happy for people if they've you know again accomplished a goal or do this but when you start with that preachy preachy like you said you know um oh i'm so blessed because you know last week you know my three series was i didn't know if i was gonna be able to get a seven series and look at god and it's right. like come on man come on, you know stop. seriously so stop. yeah i just yeah <laughs> i it, it i it, it's interesting because i you know i have this trigger finger with my you know instagram account now like i'll be deleting mugs unfollowing uh-huh. mugs with the quickness Bye. it takes me literally you know, uh, someone will send a friend request. I'll look at it. You know, I'll, I'll accept it if I know them. Or even sometimes if I don't, I'll go out on a limb. And I'll peruse of maybe about three pictures. And I'll be like, oh, nope, nope, nope. <laughs> blocked, can't do it. You I, know, just, I just, I don't want anything in my space Yeah. that feels fake or phony. Yes. And some people, it's not, and I think this happens a lot in the fitness world especially if people were overweight or um i don't know beginners who didn't who came who are new to lifting i think there's this space that people get into where they're not confident with their right. new skill or their newfound weight and i'll give you room to work through that and be kind of a, i call them fitness assholes yes i give you about six months of fitness asshole before i delete your ass because i mean mm-hmm. i get it i was a fitness asshole too and i really made a whole lot of people hate me I we really all did. are like when you learn something new or you have a new thing and you're excited about it and you want to tell everybody about it and you think you're an expert everybody goes through yep. that but you have to be self-aware enough to say like you said I'm kind of being an asshole now. And it's like, when when you've hit two years or three years or four years and your entire world is fitness asshole, that's when I'm going to have to delete you because there's no substance. I think even though we're talking about Instagram and social media and what we see out there in general, I want people to have substance behind. And there's a way, because I know somebody out there is thinking, well, Dee talks about her struggles all the time. The The sure I fuck do. I really do. Right. But there's nothing disingenuous about it. I'm right. not doing it to inspire any fucking body. If I do, thanks, I guess. I, I'm, sh- yeah. <laughs> I'm just telling y'all where I come from, you know? You know what's so Period. funny to me? I noticed that people tend to do with you a lot. Like, I can't remember what post it was. You posted something recently. May have been, may have been on Facebook. I think it was like a video of somebody talking. Oh, gosh. The, the actress assistant i can't remember her name but anyway the babe that was in um, i know exactly what you're gonna say but i'm gonna let you finish your sentence and <laughs> it's and again you know and and it's happened to me before on occasion and again i think it just speaks to kind of the way that our society has conditioned us and conditioned women to 
do what they consider is support each other. Um, and so I, I, I can't remember the whole gist of it, but basically you were talking about like, you know, being a good woman and, and certain things that you are passionate about and you're into. And some people might, you know, feel like that makes you less than whatever. And you were just being, and I mean, I know your voice and I know the way that you write. So I know that you were just being matter of fact. And it, when I tell you like the calvacade of Captain Savums that came on your page, it was like, you're a good woman. You're great. Don't let anyone tell you differently. You're the bomb.com. And I was like, <laughs> I was kind of like, but she never said she wasn't. Like, like she's just kind of stating who, you know, again, the just facts. kind of stating the facts or what sort of, you know, people think. And it's funny because I've noticed that too. Like, if I post something, and again, I don't, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a fisher of compliments. So I very rarely right. post something to be like, you know, if I'm having a bad day and I feel like I suck, I'm probably not going to post about it. So, you know, I don't remember what it was I had posted one day. Um, oh, I know it. I, I think it was something like post competition like a few years ago whenever the last time it was I competed and you know it was again it was just it wasn't I wasn't saying like oh my god I'm so fat it was just kind of like wow you know I've already started adding some body fat back after you know being on this diet and you know whatever and it was like you're not fat oh my god and, blah, blah. and I was like yo I didn't say that I was fat like I'm I'm well aware of what I look like and who I am and I don't need you to come to my rescue like if I do, I'm usually going to be one. I'm so matter of fact, I'm like, y'all, y'all, I need some hugs today. I need some, right. you know, upliftment. But I just, you know. Most and, pictures of puppies. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, and it's fine if people want to do that. But it's just, it's interesting to me that that's always sort of the fail safe. Like if you post something about your physical self that people perceive you to be being negative, the first thing they want to come do. And I'm not saying it's a terrible thing, but it's just like, I, I find it interesting for me because it's not necessary. Exactly. Like I know exactly who I am. I know exactly what I look like, where I stand, where I am on any given day. So if I'm like, yo, you know, I'm heavier than I was last week. Like that's just science. It ain't about me being like sad. <laughs> it's just the last week the scale said this and, the, and it's not even like me being like, I need someone to tell me it's not fat, it's muscle. Like, no, it's oh just, God. it's stab, water, stab, it's salt. Stab. Yeah, you know, it's it's just, it's funny to me. And it, you know, it, it, like, I hate to say this sometimes because I feel like it makes me sound like an asshole. But, you know, something I was, you know, reading that resonated with me a while ago was like, when you become immune to insults and compliments from other people, I think it's in one, the four agreements, you just, you, you, you're able to live a happier life because people yep. change on the, on, on a dime. And so the same people that find you also oh fine and also oh this and are lifting you up and you're getting this external validation from today may think something completely different about you tomorrow. And if you are basing all of your worth on that, you're going to be in a world of hurt. Everybody likes compliments. Of course they do. Everybody likes to hear, you know, positive things about themselves, but I don't live for that. I don't, that's not what feeds my soul, I guess is, 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 you know, kind of where I'm coming from with right. that. I don't, and, need, and I don't need constant reinforcement of my, right. Life. Exactly. Exactly. And I, and that's not a, like I said, I think people, you know, kind of feel like either that makes you arrogant or, you know, you're just evil or anything like that. It's just like, no, nah, man, I know, I know my truth. I know who I am. I'm comfortable with who I am. You know, on any given day, I know I got, you know, I'm not perfect. I have never professed to be, but I'm pretty damn good most days of the week, you know, and it's like, I don't think people really 
get what that means. I, I just think people are not, women especially, are not comfortable with the idea of being comfortable with not being perfect. Because that post that you're talking about that I posted on Facebook, if you read it carefully, if you read what I posted, not just watch right. the video, at the very end of it, I literally said, I'm good with where I am. Like the last sentence yep. of it is something along the lines of, I'm good with where I am. My definition of success and my definition of adulthood is just different from yours. Right. And I don't need to conform to your shit. That was the entire point. Like if you read it, <laughs> that's but literally my point. It's like everybody stopped reading after you were like, you know, I don't have this badass job. I don't have this. I don't have that. Blah, 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 blah. And it was like, but you're great. You're awesome. And I'm like, like bitch, I, I know did you, awesome. It's like, keep reading. I'm good. It's kind of it's kind of like that thing where people will say, um, you know, like you'll have a woman and she'll be like, you know, blah 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 blah, and you know, as a fat woman, and then someone will pipe in and be like, but you're, you're beautiful, not or or they'll say, but you're beautiful, and she's like, bitch, I never said I wasn't. I just said I was fat. Like I can't. They're not mutually exclusive. Like what are you saying? Right. When you I know, was two hundred and fifty pounds, people, well, you know, because I'm fat, but what? But no, no, no. I'm five foot one and two hundred and fifty pounds. I'm fat. Yeah, I'm not. That, that, <laughs> that, that wasn't a woe is me. That was just facts. You know what I mean? And it's, I think, again, when you are that kind of person where you just accept who you are, people think that you are arrogant or you have a big ego. Or, and it's like, listen, I pretty much have zero ego at this point. Like, I'm just, that's just not even a space that I live in nowadays, you know, for whatever reason. And that's fine. Like, I don't, I mean, you know okay whatever so anyway i just i just thought that was really um interesting nowadays and again just even in the space of where we are with you know society and media and you know it's just weird it's just a weird place to be it's just weird being a black woman in these spaces sometimes and it's like people admire you and hate you so much all at the same time and you're still just living your black ass life right. like you're just not doing anything to anybody you're just being like, you i am just out here trying to exist you know and so doing me <laughs> and and now i'm like and after 90 minutes we still have no answers to anything but, but that's what makes us so fucking awesome is that so. we don't answer anybody's questions because we're not the experts there are no experts on this shit that's the thing like at yep. the end of the day it's just sort of a well it is what it is i mean it is what it is and I i'm not and i'm not gonna stop being me and i know you're not gonna stop being you and I, we don't want any of y'all to stop being y'all selves either so just be be comfortable just be comfortable being where you are right and don't let anybody tell you that there's anything wrong with that or loving where you are right now you know you can still want to change certain things about yourself whether that's physical or you know things you want to work on or homework that you need to do to kind of work through some stuff from your past but you can still love where you are right now and that doesn't you know that's not a bad thing just you know just keep being a badass bitch man i mean do you do all of you because i'm that yeah. i mean if you don't at some point you're going to start to regret it yeah, because you can't be anybody else, so you might as well be yourself. Amen. I like it. On th on that note. <laughs> so, yeah, guys, thank you again for listening in. We're, we keep saying that we're going to try to, 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 to uh, bring these episodes down a little bit to, like, maybe around one hour. But, but we got the last <laughs> one. We got we the last one short. This one's a that's little longer. True. But this one was totally exploratory. So that's like, yes. I think that's our excuses. When we're just exploring shit... It's yes. gonna be a little longer because y'all are listening to us basically talk on the phone. 
I mean, this is literally us in our heads, swirling around in our heads and each other's heads. So thank you again. Check us out on SoundCloud. Check us out on iTunes. If you have suggestions for things you want to hear us talk about or people you even want to hear us talk to, we're starting to think more about, you know, interviewing some folks. So, you know, if you know some folks out there doing a the damn thing, let us know. Hit us up in the DMs. Leave us a comment. Leave us a rating. We love you guys. Thanks for all the love. Uh, this is Bree. Mrs. D. Signing off. See you at the bar. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.